Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. Hello. Welcome back to T42. It is our best friend podcast where we talk about whatever the 4G leadership. Wow. 4G leadership very important. Like. It's very current. Mm. They're going to take over, you know. Joel, yeah. Joel, which is your top pick? Come on. The top pick out of the four four G is it? I don't know four or five lah, but how many? How many ever like? Yeah. Honestly, right? It's like none of them. Uh, yeah. Could, yeah. I just like can we don't have like more like straight Chinese men running the country? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but must have one, right? Uh. So if you were if you were to pick, okay, like, wait. If I were to pick, right? Yeah, for me, it, it would, would it be? be Lawrence. Lawrence, like your friend. Yeah, Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence, my friend. <laughs> Lawrence, well. Yeah, What's the feel for you? you know, like it's very relatable lah. He does seem like of the lot the the most like not elite one, right? Correct, like you can have like. Copy with him uh, like the downstairs copy uh, Like you know what I like about him is sometimes like he wear his shirt open, then you can see the gold chain. Ah, <laughs> uh, like very. <laughs> Which like, photo are you referencing? I don't know, but I feel like I feel like I associate him with that kind of aesthetic. Right, somehow. right. I feel like he's the kind of like guy that I might have gone to school with at mm. some point, huh? Correct. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah, correct. Like, like the nice abing lah. Uh, the one like, who has your back. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. Or I the, feel that too. Or this like really cool bus driver right, <laughs> who somehow ended up becoming the head of the COVID task. Boss, you know, <laughs> correct, uh, correct, that's correct. The vibe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So you know, uh, we we give our vote to Lawrence, Lawrence. <laughs> as if it mattered. Hey, hey you don't like. I think it's, are we allowed to have political positions as podcasters? This is called political position, man. I think it's all called, PAP. I right? think this one might be called party political broadcast. <laughs> is <that>. it? Yeah. <laughs> except it's party, party. <laughs> So it's the end of Pride, man. It's the end of Pride, se- American Pride season. American Pride mm. season, like, yeah, like, yeah. You know like. what, Kishan? What? It's also the end <gasps> of season two of T42. Oh, say it isn't so. It is so. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but ah! yes, truly, this is the final episode of season two because, because, tired lah. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm tired lah. Uh, we I need a lot, like, I need sister. to not hear my voice for a while. Girl. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go on a silent retreat. I cannot lie, teacher. I, I'm so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Dear listeners, if you feel like you want to help Kishan, please send Pipakao. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mm. yes. Yeah, send us Pipakao. Please send me Pipakao. Uh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this episode, right, we thought, you know, it's the end of Pride. So we should sum up, right, like mm. a bunch of like gay and queer related stuff that correct, happened correct. in the past couple of weeks. Because got a lot. Yeah, the end of Pride always brings with it some kind of bullshit, right? Absolutely. Especially in Singapore. Mm. So many things to talk about. So many. We should get on with it, Kishan. Let's. We want to start off today's episode with a kind of little review of a show that's been getting quite a bit of attention on the interwebs lately. Eh? It's Wild Rice's production of Pam Wee's show, Fug Hug. Oh, Fug Hug. Fug Hug. I think Fug. we should say it like this so we, we should don't say upset Fug Hug. Hug, right? Let's see how long we can get on with it. <laughs> Fug Hug. <laughs> Very difficult. Yeah, a bit difficult. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, it so happened at last, uh, yeah, we saw no, it just a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, we saw it a few days ago at the beautiful Niang Kongsi Theatre at yes, Wild Rice. So yes. some background info about the show. It is a show that Pam first made in 2018. I can't remember under what context. Uh. Like, well, basically, it's a story of her... It's a love story that she's written to, like, the gay community in Singapore of uh, and all her gay friends. And it's kind of, like, also an autobiography of how she became friends with so many gays. Right. And her kind of, like, introspecting on the meaning of a fact hack, how one becomes a fact hack. That's how, right. And you know what, like, uh, a, 
allyship looks like mm. and it's it's also it's a history of like Singapore theatre you know as she's experienced it yeah and it was also intertwined uh, with the premiere of um, the Nian Kong Si Theatre it was to be one of the first yeah, it was suppo- shows it was supposed to have been one of the opening shows but then that didn't happen yeah yeah. I mean it's a lot, it's a lot. the show is doing a lot and then like all along the songs and there's glitter it's a it's a very like razzle dazzle fabulous show. Yeah. yeah what do you think about I loved it I really really loved it Particularly because of Julian Wong. Oh yeah, so some background for here, right? So Pam's not doing the show alone. She's it's 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 done in the style of like a kind of like piano bar review. Absolutely, where yeah. There is a pianist next to her as she's doing it, who accompanies Julian. her as she sings. But then like so Julian uh, Julian Wong, who's a composer, mm. uh, a singer, mm. a violinist, a pianist. Amazing. I mean, he's just he's so talented because yeah, I, he does a bit of acting as well. He does. Yeah. So that's the thing I didn't expect. I expected him to just be like musical director, lah, because that's mm. what he was credited in the show. I didn't expect him to co-star together with Pam and uh, this, a, a dancer, dancer called Gino, Gino right, right. Uh, named Gino so I was like oh wow he, he, he actually had a lot more than just, just sitting on yeah, there yeah, because singing. Like, as, as the show goes on you actually learn that he's not just there incidentally he's nope. also there because like he's uh, you know he's been friends with Pam since he was a, a young boy and like a young teenager yeah. and like that's you know like his as it emerges spoiler alert right like he she, Pam was one of the first people that he came out to yeah uh, and when that story was being told mm. he he took center stage yeah la. so Pam like you know stepped back a bit and he Pam asked I think how was it like for you coming out or when did you know yeah. stuff like that and I thought it was very lovingly done and it was very carefully done even though the title is fag hag and right. it's about Pam's experiences right. I think she centers gay men's the, the gay men that she she meets in her life she centers their stories in, right. in the whole thing right. and the whole show allows us access to these stories yeah, through yeah, yeah. Pam so be, so there was a lot of love in the entire production there yeah. was a lot of sensitivity in the entire production yeah. that I enjoyed what I loved about it was just how like it's a show that only Pam could have made exactly and it's it was a it's a show that very subtly kind of traces um, the what it was like to be gay and a friend of gay people in the 90s in, yep. the, in the late 80s in the in the 90s and even true the noughties true to the noughties right? it's and like it's a history of, yeah. of sorts you know yeah. yeah. that also runs parallel with theatre runs parallel with activism in yeah. Singapore and all could only be told through Pam because of her involvement yeah, yeah, in yeah. the entire thing yeah and it's actually yeah. kind of nice right to look at gay male culture you know through someone who's not gay, it's kind of nice as a queer person to kind of step back from it and go, "Oh, this is this is how this is how it, it looks," you know. Mm. You know, there's always something kind of like you don't see that that perspective super yeah, often. That's it, like it gives you perspective, yeah. la. I guess like what we're skirting around, right, is the question of like framing and centering, right? Mm. Because I think like a lot of my nervousness about the show when I first heard about it was a bit like, "Hey, how come this straight woman?" I mean, I love Pam and I know her, mm. and I also know her place, you know, in the community. But like sure. you know, the optics of it can be a bit like yeah it can, it, be a it bit, can look bad it la. can look a bit problematic right yeah. why is this straight woman yeah um centering herself in the story you know of, of course of, yeah. of gay, I can see of that. gay liberation right which she doesn't mm. so I mean it's, it's things like what you said right it's like actually she's sharing a stage with a gay man who is actually playing a very strong role mm. uh, who actually has a, autobi- a, a biographical reason to be there but then also it's like yeah you know through the telling of the story right this woman has really earned the right to tell this yeah. story do you know what I mean she's done so much for the community yeah she's like uh, been an activist she's actually like been on the forefront of activist movements like constitutional challenges uh, parliamentary hearings on she's, set up, she's one of the few people who first set up Pink Dog yeah she's, yeah. Up, she's in that crowd exactly you know? and then she's been f- she ca- she's cared for and been you know at the site of so many 
gay men through you know all sorts of ups and downs um it's you know it's 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 really the like it made me think a lot about like actually huh people say you know that thing that comes out a lot in social justice spaces which is like you know as an ally you need to know when to seat space actually that, that made me think actually you know what like at sometimes uh, when they really earn it allies should you know, should feel empowered to take. Yeah, and sometimes allies can say things that perhaps maybe people in the queer community cannot for fear of being pers- uh, persecuted or, or any you know, minority group. Yeah, right? or any yeah. minority. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important, lah. It's that, like yeah, if you got so much privilege, wield it, right? Exactly. Yeah, funny, make a show about it because like the part of the show near the end, especially this very plaintive appeal to like the society at large, right? Whoever's watching to kind of like, can we please? get this done you know yeah. what I mean can we please get this, this meaning the repeal yeah the repeal can we please just get this law out of the books it's reached you know it's like we say this on the podcast many times right it's reached a point of absurdity yeah we all we all feel very stuck and the show really gives voice to that sense of how it's not just gay people who feel stuck but the people who love them who mm-hmm. feel very stuck mm-hmm. and who have tried very hard to push against it but keep getting battered down and down and you know and you know actually the sad thing is near the end right she was telling this story of how like in the 2000s things were picking up and looking very kind of like um, yeah with like the nation party yeah because and of, like, because of there like, was some liberation yeah, aspect of it lah because Go Chotong had come out to say uh, in the 90s somewhere they're also like, human yeah they're also human you know no, human. They are, yeah they are born this way and then like there was a period of liberalization that was very quickly tamped down mm. and that we are now living in the aftermath of that yep. you know so I mean so what I was saying is that there was a kind of sadness to that um, that story that, that story she was telling and then she ends with this kind of like Okay, the whole thing is tinged with camp and glitter, right? But then she ends with this like parade of nations that have legalized gay oh, marriage. Oh yeah, and that was she, quite powerful. And then she, you know, when it comes on Singapore, she says, "My great hope is that one day soon we can say Salamat datang, welcome to Singapore." Yeah, you know. But then it's the way she ended that. She looked at the audience. She yeah. there was a smirk, and then she then the lights went off. Yeah, or something it's, like that. It's la. as if she too like, when is this going to happen? I don't even know. I don't even know whether I believe it's going to happen anymore. Oh, like correct. that was the sense that I got, and it made me very sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I felt. Like, okay, see, like, I'm normally quite immune <laughs> eh? to be emotionally manipulated. You're vaccinated already. Yeah. Ah, I've been, I've been <laughs> vaccinated against my, uh, my, against my emotions. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm normally quite immune to it or I don't mm. like it. But I found myself really giving into it because I feel when someone makes something with so much love, yeah. it's really, it really just like it, vibrates. It was very in, honest. Yeah, yeah. Very, it's really like, I'm not trying to make a highfalutin show. I'm not trying to give you this like conceptual academic story. No, none of, of that. Goodness. No, I am just a woman who has many gay friends who has been doing this for a very long time and I'm sick and tired yeah. and I love everybody and I wish things were different. Correct. And I will make something glittery and like uh, showy and camp about it mm. in the only way I know how. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, it really yeah. was. And I, I don't know, for people who are questioning mm. the show a little bit, a bit, <laughs> mm. I suggest you go and watch the show. Mm. Right? Just go and watch the show and understand because I found myself learning a lot about from, from the show about uh, about the gay community about the queer community in the 80s and 90s right. about, and, and like you said perspective like right. seeing a community from another person's point of view right. and also understanding that sometimes the the strongest thing come from allies yeah. because allies are like what you said like, more empowered yeah. to do I certain things I mean it's things. also this sometimes quite hard line that nowadays we like to draw between people based on their specific kind of like privilege makeup, right? It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, we are also keen to sort people according to the privileges they have and don't mm. have. It's almost knee-jerk now. Yeah, that it becomes like, oh, just because you're this is this, you cannot say this is this, right? Yeah. But there is something about 
Pam's position in all this that's very interesting because like you know I noticed this linguistic thing that she was doing right I don't know where she was conscious of it but she keeps saying the we, we yeah and it made me think okay yeah there is there is a slight there is there is a potential for that to be problematic right it's like hmm. who are you including yourself yeah, why do you say yeah. we? But then, yeah. like, actually, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, women really earned the right. It. It's like, she's earned the right to think, say we. Actually, is there not a queerness that can be extended to, you know, people who occupy this position of being to allies? Sh- yeah, you know, it's like if you think about RuPaul's Drag Race, for example, right? Mm. I'm thinking about Michelle Visage specifically, and all who, the guests that come on the show. Yeah, who, yeah, but specifically Michelle Visage, yeah. right? Who mm. is like is a problematic figure on the show, mm. right? But <laughs> like, is so clearly an ally, and actually just thinks of herself as a drag queen. Yeah, which you know she yeah. kind of is. Yeah, she really you know she's more she's more camped than a lot of drag queens I know. That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, you know, and there's something there like about how this kind of yeah. like privileged discourse might try and shut her out of that and rightfully yeah. so in some senses because like you know she's not she doesn't inhabit fully that position but, but doesn't to mean, deny but, these yeah. people these but she's more than just adjacent is what yeah I mean, to deny yeah. people this access or, the, or this privilege or this 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 queerness right yeah it's not doing the community itself any sort of justice ah. la, because it's also othering other people right yeah no I guess what I'm trying to say is that in these kind of blanket pronouncements where we we have this very blank this very blanket way of saying yes no in out mm. you know we miss a lot of nuance we, we we can write people off without realizing their very specific involvement in a discourse or a community yeah and that's a shame yeah. Because I think like uh, this is why what happened happened like yeah. you know with the whole like um brouhaha over for Kug on for Kug. On, in- on on the internet correct I mean just to remind people in case you haven't been on the internet on Singapore internet for the past like month or so like <laughs> and, and, yeah and we actually mentioned it in some de- talked about it on some detail in our previous episode but it's worth right. going into again in the context of now having seen the show right like mm. um. The show, so as as promotion for the show, um, the first song from the show, which is like "What Is a Fact Hack," mm. was posted on Facebook, uh, on Wild Rice's Facebook or all social media, and it got reshared by Pink Dot. And then, yeah. and then the combination of the initial video and the reshare uh, attracted the attention of this youth-led Instagram activist account called the Bi Collective Singapore, That's who right. flagged and uh, who flagged the show and fag hack specifically but then also some things that Pam sings in the in the in the in the, in the song mm. you know where she uses other other slurs and in 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 the gesture of don't say these things yeah right bracket but i can say because i'm a fag hack which problematic yeah, you know, yeah but yeah. we'll get to that yeah but yeah so like they the you know there was a huge stink race about it right and yeah. then the, the post the initial post was kind of very like attacky yeah um and very very angry yeah. and then it kind of mobilized a lot of people to go actually yeah we find this very offensive. Yeah, the word fag, the word yeah. fag and hag is offensive yeah, yeah, yeah. to all of us because there's a lot of trauma surrounding yeah. it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, and it was primarily young people who were making that sure. that attack, right? And mm. then, then kind of what happened after that was a lot of older uh, queers, myself included, mm. then come out to kind of point out, you know, the whole thing about the reclamation of the word fag hag mm. and fag specifically the historical the, usage the historical of it, usage la. of that word and then um, you know kind of saying yeah don't overreact whatever right sure. and then it just became this huge stink where like oh there was became, a lot of tit for tat man yeah people just throwing rocks over the over the wall goodness yeah yeah and then at some point Alfian Saad who is the resident playwright at Wild Rice and the dramaturg who's worked on fag hag oh yeah I didn't know comes that. out okay. to make a series of posts Mm. Uh, to sort of school yeah. the young people also if I'm not wrong yeah, yeah. that wasn't received well <laughs> because they kind of it felt took, like people were being talked down yeah, to yeah yeah so, so the yeah so like a lot of people a lot of younger people apparently saw that in that response as being quite patronising sure yeah okay. and then like Alfian goes on to share the photo of one of the 
short lived, right? I thought. Yeah. But, I mean, then he, did, he, he deleted he, it. Well, but he did post the photo. Yeah, unfortunately of, so. Yeah, I can't remember why he did it. But I then, like, he did know. it. And then, like, then subsequently got accused of outing them because, like, apparently the people who ran the. They were in the closet, I think. So it's like a whole mess. Yeah, it, it became a whole it mess. unraveled into yeah. don't know what. Like. And, and all centering on the question of like slur discourse like is yeah. it okay to use these words mm. is it okay for a straight woman to use these words and right. then like the politics as we've already alluded to of like an ally yeah just because you're an ally can you yeah. say these things such a I don't know there was a lot lah. there was a lot that, that went yeah. on and but in the, now in the context of having seen the show how do you feel about all that in the context of having seen the show I think people need to go and see the show I, I think that mm. there's something to be said about about the internet and we've talked about this so many times the, the internet is a space where you amplify your own voice and it becomes a distortion of reality right mm. and so unfortunately I think that's kind, kind of what happened people were so quickly to draw lines uh, to draw lines in the sand and to take sides mm. that they that they then fortified their own sections right. and then refused to listen to other people and this goes on both sides I think right. I did feel that perhaps at, at the very start of this I, I did feel that perhaps the, uh, the younger queer folk didn't have the full context right you know and then after all this has passed I, I kind of I, I can see where they're coming from but I think that everyone needs to see the show to understand that it's made with a lot of love I mean, you I, know okay I have a few thoughts about that like A I don't think you need to see the show to kind of like I mean I recommend it if you could A afford it because later I found out that the tickets fair. were quite expensive that's very well, fair I, I found out the tickets were quite I think I got a free ticket like through someone else oh, right I paid uh, <laughs> yeah but quite expensive uh, yeah, like, yeah I mean that's, yeah, yeah, but that's a separate conversation it. it truly is I don't know I feel like so my thinking has changed a lot since okay so mm. in my initial response to the the bi collective call out was like oh okay fact you know the words may be claimed but now I see actually that first it's two things one there is a bunch of people who actually do feel that these words are quite are quite are quite um, damaging damaging la. and painful yeah and then you know when I think about it, about it right, I actually was bullied with faggot when I was younger okay you know it doesn't hurt my ear to hear it but I can totally appreciate how for some people it's the harm it's, that it can cause uh. yeah because as it's emerged right, I think like some older gay men specifically were not bullied with that word they were bullied with other words right mm. um, and, and I think what was also said was that the intensity of bullying has changed, changed especially now yeah, that with the internet cyberbullying yeah. so my initial response to it was defense like, it's kind of like this feels disproportionate this anger this 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 call out feels mm. disproportionate and I still think that in many ways so okay. there's so many different ways so many kinder more productive I feel ways in which that call out could have happened yeah. call out in, call outs in general I feel most yeah. of the time temp can be a bit disproportionate something that comes to mind was there was something that they said where uh, they used the phrase I don't care yeah, like if you believe this good for you but I yeah, don't it's care it's more like I, if, if you're okay with the slur that's good for you but I don't care yeah. it's not about that I was like, mm, that's you know so I think it, there, there was there was kind of like resistance to the idea of like meaningful engagement exactly in the yeah. original call yeah but that's it right okay. I now I now understand that actually for 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 a number of people you know that that there's some that it's not just problematic language it's actually difficult language like you know mm. pot potentially triggering language yeah. right so I, I appreciate that so I then can see how the response going you guys all need to sit down and be schooled about the history of this work can come across patronizing very uh. patronizing and you know but then even then like the way that was painted as like I've seen tweets for example that kind of describe that as like oh that's so authoritarian mm. you know that's basically just the authority figure coming out and silencing everybody see that is a narrative that kind of feel 
um, overstates what's going on as well. But it's an overstatement maybe to you, but for them it could be because they're running with this narrative and, and it's, yeah. it's not no. just a narrative that they cook up, you know, it's really their own, their no, lives, see, you see, know. See, see, this, this, I th- you see, it's very hard to figure out what the truth is on the internet. Sure, agree. And I feel like there actually is a lot of um, abstraction and uh, and and slightly grandiose narrativizing happening on all fronts. I think like on the internet when there's a controversy, a narrative emerges, people stick with it, they run with it, never mind what the original flavor mm. or intent or in fact like words of the initial whatever were, right? So I feel like it, you see this in cancel culture a lot. Like, Why do you think that is though? Do you think it's just because they want to prove that they're the one being harmed? Yeah, yeah. Because like it's easier to just go, oh, I've been harmed by this. Uh, and I will stick sure with this la. narrative and this person is an abuser. Correct. Or this person is silencing me or yeah. hurting me. Then, I am the victim here. Yeah, I'm the victim here. And then once you stick with that position and then the, the you know, then on the other side, it's like, I am being wrongly accused. So it's very yeah. easy. But actually, we know from life that actually things are very messy yeah and exactly and in the middle and but it's impossible to reach that middle if you are if you don't even want to come forward and talk yeah but, but anyway my point the point I was trying to make was that which is related to this is mm. that actually there's been hurt on all fronts there's been there's been there's been a lot of like negativity generally like like in the first instance I feel like yeah people could have been hurt I guess or deeply offended or worried or just like pissed off by that initial yeah, um, for sure. The initial uh, use of fact hair, whatever. Mm. And I feel, yes, there were, I feel like an appropriate response at that time would have been to go, we hear you, we'll do better next time. Like, you know, let's talk about, let's talk it. about it, right? Yeah. And also say there are, be- there are better ways to call out. Yeah. There are better ways to do this than to scream and shout and to, and to, to draw lines in the sand. Nah. Draw lines in the sand. So this reminds me of uh, Kuma and Kuma's stand up. Right. Yeah. I've watched a lot of Kuma's stand up live and. I don't know, maybe we've been to some shows together and I always find it very, very uh, great thing. Like, I can't... I, yeah, I really... I really it, It's not like the, the, the quality of the comedy or anything, but because he talks about race race and racism and he uses it... Uh, he uses it as, like, p- part of his arsenal for, like, jokes lah. Right. You know, and he talks about uh, Indian people are very dark and then you go into a club, you cannot see Indian people. Right. You know, that sort of thing. And people laugh and I just look around. I see everybody laughing. I go like, this is not okay. Mm. This is really not okay. Mm. So I never liked it. Mm. But after... Uh, watching Fat Hack and understanding that reclamation of certain words are different for different people reclamation right, right. of certain things are different for different people I understand where Kuma is coming from I may not want like to sit it. there I may not yeah. want to sit there I may not like it still but I understand that in doing what he does he has power you mm. know over the people he is using the words in a way that is powerful for yeah, him it's coming people from, it's coming from him and not being thrown at exactly, him exactly right? it's yeah. coming from him and he's using it to create humour and to control you know, in a way it's yeah. a controlling f- a way like, to control people's laughter and to control comedy in the room like. yeah. so I now appreciate what Kuma does a lot better right I still don't necessarily like it, but better appreciation. Yeah, I think it just comes... Okay, so like watching Fact Hack, the show, right? There were moments that made, made, made me go, hmm, that's problematic, Girl, problematic. So yeah. I feel like, okay, that made me, made me start thinking, actually, huh? You know, like we like to use the word problematic a lot. Too many times. I start from university at that time, right? right. It's like suddenly everything, <laughs> everything problematic, is problematic. Problematized, problematic. Yeah, yeah. And I think there is this like easy, easy equation that's made between something that's problematic and something that's hurtful mm. and between something that's problematic and something that's wrong right actually I, I, I feel it's worth unpacking it 
more as we go on, right? Yeah. You know, spending more and more time on the internet and calling everything problematic. Correct. It's like, yeah, actually, I think just because something's problematic doesn't mean it doesn't have the right to exist in the form that it does. Correct. Because Agreed. I think like a lot of stuff is inherently problematic because it's, you know, especially in art and media mm. where it's, you know, drawing attention to things that are actually unresolved yeah. in our societies, I, right? Exactly. Anything in yeah. society, I think it cannot be so neat. It will be problematic, yeah, especially so, when it will be all come and together. Then, and then when it comes to slurs, for example, like one of the, ex- I mean, I've been watching like a lot of Lovecraft Country, which is a, an mm. HBO show about like, um, like uh, you know, there's a kind of horror series that's, that that draws on, on, on the, black, the black experience in America. Mm. And, you know, it made me think a lot about the use of the N-word in by white actors playing um, racist characters. Do they use it in the show? Yeah, they do. Oh my God. In the 1950s. And it makes me so deeply uncomfortable hearing yeah. it and seeing it. And, and, you know, even with the frame of history draped over it, right? It just makes me go, ah. And I, it's because so much attention in the, in the current moment is mm. paid to words and who uses them right that it, it, it so i think like this is an example of like something that's problematic right that mm. doesn't necessarily mean and of course is the show is made by black creators mm. so there's a lot of framing here and there's yeah. a lot of like intentionality that needs to be factored in right to just simply write it off as going oh they can't use that word because sure. it kind of misses a lot of like you know it's very big the new ones very baby and bathwater and i feel yeah. like this this is a crude example but you know i feel like there's a lot that's like that in, in, in the agree. world that we live yeah. in, right? It's, Sometimes you listen to the way queers speak to each other, right? It's very fucking problematic. Oh my god, yeah. They, yeah. Say, they say words like whore, yeah. slut. Hey, yeah. whore. Yeah. Hey, slut. Yeah. And it's just like, Girl. okay, that's <laughs> very salty language. <laughs> you know, and then easily you could lob the accusation of misogyny at that. And often, it will, be, often it will be right. But, mm. you know, we need to... I, sometimes I wonder, it's like, if, if we if we don't sit with this discomfort sometimes and really pass what's going on, right? We end up... We run, we run the risk of kind of being quite bluntly censorious. Yeah, we write yeah. it off as no. Yeah. Cannot. Without yeah. understanding nuances. Correct. With it, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think like to extend it beyond language, right? Sometimes I really feel then it becomes like when something is a problem or something makes you feel kind of conflicted about it, it gets translated very quickly into abuse. Agree, yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it, I think like there's this discursive turn where we can very quickly turn something that may not actually be abuse into abuse or a- accusations of harm. You know, if two people actually sat down and discussed it, what's going on, right? Like they might realise the situation is not so intense. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel people don't often want to do that yes. because it would involve some kind of like reflexivity that might point back to themselves and their, their implication in something. So like for example, right, with this with this fact hack, brouhaha, I feel like if, you know, if instead of screaming at each other from across fault lines, you yeah. know, what would a mediated conversation between aggrieved parties have looked like, right? And why weren't people interested in having that conversation? I think because on one hand, because it's as I said, right? I think it will involve a sense that we've all hurt each other. Some level of introspection. Yeah, and uh. we don't want to admit that we've hurt anybody. Mm. We want to be right. We want to be the victim. We are in a don't blame victims culture, which yeah. you know, in many applications, is is, it's fine. is fine and mm. correct. But I think that that attitude can't be universally applied, especially mm. not when it comes to negotiating problematic, difficult, yeah. unresolved things. So, for example, right, someone could come in and say, yeah, you know, as an older queer. I now recognize that, um, you know, yeah, some of the things I said, for example, might have been very patronizing and not helpful in that situation. But in my defense, I was coming, I was defending 
uh, you know, um, this thing. I, w- um, I was defending experience. all. I was defending all yeah. these things, and I actually found your initial call out very hurtful and distressing. Yeah. And then, like you know, and then that, and then that conversation might go. Okay, yes, I do Correct. see how that initial call out could have been very, you know, hurtful. It could have been very vitriolic, and but it has yeah. to also be said that I was trying to speak up for people. Sure, who, I think you're, you, you yeah, know? you're giving us an example how these things could can yeah. go right. But I think because life is like that, right? Exactly. Uh. But but the thing is, to we don't use this problematized space as generative because I think we don't know how to. Mm. We we sort of just look at things in a very must punish don't punish uh, manner because correct. I think we reflect the state a lot because the state this is how the state uh, controls us in a way where we are you talking about the Singapore state yeah the Singapore state right. we, we if we do this we get punished right you know if we don't do this we're fine right. so because it's so black and white mm. you know then of course we are going to behave in this manner as well the moment something like that happens we immediately want to punish mm. yeah that this that's just what I think at least this this yeah. how I feel la. but yeah. I think this is also something that's fairly recent in that like it's writing like it's this whole thing of like what online cancellation has done mm. to us as a culture it's become it's all it's be- the, the, the primary mode of seeking accountability and justice is the call out and the call out had, that is it, the call out is a problematic Ugh, operation yeah, it really is because you know when you observe enough of these kinds of like Social media control, social justice yeah, controversies, right? The call, yeah, out the, the call out, oh, the call out always sounds by default virtuous, yeah. right? It always takes the position of virtue and correctness, and mm. it always writes on a presumption of guilt on the on the accused, yeah. right? There's no opportunity for again like talking uh, engagement to find the middle yeah, ground, and, nothing of and the sort. Is, it, oh, the, the 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 call out always puts itself itself into well, not always, very often puts itself into a, such a strong position that like the 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 accused um, right to defense is weakened nullified be- is nullified yeah. or yeah. weakened because anything they say will just sound insincere or 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 dishonest or or just like or just pure gaslighting mm. whatever right mm. so you know it, it's it's this impossibility of engagement because it's there's so many presumptions and I think this is the primary mode in which we seek justice especially on the internet yeah and it's a problem at times yeah. right I go on to certain Facebook groups that are that are just filled with hatred mm. okay I, I do this now at a distance okay mm. I go in and I just want to laugh mm. but sometimes I always sit down and I just just you know, toy with the thought of just putting out a post and go like hi everyone mm. I wonder if it would be great if we all just meet in Starbucks and talk because mm. I see a lot of misconceptions right. about certain things and I think it might be useful if we just come down and talk but you know what I half suspect no one will appear no. because they just as you say they don't want to be proved wrong right. they want to maintain their worldview right. as virtuous yeah I think I have a slightly more depressing and cynical view of it which it's is so that true to form, it's because all of these are online internet activities right and I think we forget that the one of the major players here is the internet itself right sure. the way the commercial modern internet structures itself on the deficit of attention is it, it profits off like a scandal it profits off opposition right yeah. it literally profits off these things right so it's structuring our experience of our reality in a way mm. and i feel like the reason people don't want to meet irl to talk about these things is because it's far more entertaining it's far more <laughs> sure. entertaining to sustain an online feud you know, it's and actually also yeah, it's so also it's also sister. literally safer because you can do it from a remove. You can do it from you can do it from a position of power in a way. 
Um, <sighs> and and you know, but in the long run, of course, this yields nothing, like This yields discord. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like I guess it's entertaining. It is entertaining. It's hilariously entertaining. It's also very distressing. I yeah. guess this is the future, lah. Correct. Hmm. You know what? All actually, all of this can be resolved, right? If it were just an email, <laughs> everything should just, like. Next time you see something on the internet that upsets you, right? Just send an email send and an say, email to the person. Yeah, I had the, the following issues with this. Don't yeah. need to don't need to go make a slideshow and go. Yeah. Nye, nye, just, Probably halfway through the email, you might even get tired. Yeah, and then, you go, the and then you go. And you go. No, or actually, because the email is a sustained prose form, right? You might actually go. You might actually talk yourself into going. Mm, actually, donate. Actually, donate. Actually, donate. Actually, donate. Which is the best safe, case scenario. Safe as draft. Huh? Uh, <laughs> You know, as a queer at the end of Pride, eh? <laughs> let me just say that I don't feel proud. No, uh. I just feel tired. <laughs> uh, correct, 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 correct. I really one thing after another. Like, you can see the, the recent video. Oh, that one. The uh. one that gone viral. The TikTok the... video, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, Joel. Tell oh, us. God. As if things couldn't get worse this Pride season, we are now mm. all talking about this, like, um, video that was that went viral on Wake Up Singapore. They correct. shared it, right? Of mm. this, like... Two, basically two children having this argument on the internet, right? Correct. And then one of them ends up going on this quite horrific, homophobic tirade. Yeah la. And then like, whip out like a knife, at right? At some point, whips out a knife. Yeah. So we should call him Knife Boy, We right? call him Knife Boy, like Knife Boy. Because like, too lazy to check his name, but also don't want to like, name him. Yeah. And then, and then he says some really horrible things that I won't even repeat because like... Not worth. Yeah. And Not he, worth. Voila, and then the situation just escalates to a point where now, because people first of all started calling uh, on all the social media, right, like, tagging K Shamugam la, yeah, because, tagging Because Singapore who police, else would uh, you tag? Yeah, it's really called. Like, it's really hello police. It's really hello police, <laughs> but the gays going, hello police, please help us, we are being threatened with yeah, violence. Correct. And then dot issue statement la, mm. and then now I think the, the floor is under police investigation. Most definitely. Wow, tired, man. It's really tiring, ah. Uh. You must be really uh, stressed. Uh, I'm stressed, eh. <laughs> It's like now I'm just like everywhere where I walk, right? I'm just like mm, someone, someone gonna come out with me with a knife. Uh. Yeah, yeah, someone, yeah. Gonna, someone gonna jump me at the supermarket. Better be careful. Better be yeah, careful. Yeah, so I only wear like I only wear t-shirt and shorts now, <laughs> so I look less gay. <laughs> Wait, actually, let me take that back. Let me take that back. <laughs> let me take that back. Gays in Singapore, t-shirt and shorts. Also, only that's the vibe. And shorts, that's shorts. the vibe. That, how, how did you feel about the whole thing? I have mixed feelings, uh. It's Why very like? mixed feelings because like on one hand, it's like. You know, yeah, horrible. Please of discipline this person. Yeah, please make sure he's like okay. Uh, please, please make, make sure, sure he's okay. Yeah, please correct. make sure like please let's make sure that threats that are made against queer people in this country, where there is a law, uh, in the books, you know that criminalizes homosexuality. Please let's make sure that let's address it. Yeah, please let's address. Correct. You know? Correct. But on the other hand, right when I watch the video, I'm like, wow, this is like secondary. Three school Got that feeling Because like right. It's like When I will go, go boys schools I went to boys school right mm. And it's really like Wow this feels very familiar Yeah got that I feeling. said now it's on the internet And thousands of people Are looking at it Yeah, la, I mean. yeah la. Then how do people react Of course They will react in this way la. Yeah. Because I what mean, else can they do yeah, I mean, obviously don't mean To downplay no, 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 The horror not at all. How bad the situation is right? But like A part of me Feels that there's something Kind of Depressingly disproportionate About the response mm. I don't know Do you feel that way? No of course Because like it, the three seven seven A, it's still the, being on the, the book. The three seven seven A, because the gay right. The so gay the three seven seven A still being on the books, makes people and, and not and, and it not being enforced. Then we we hit in the, we we're basically stuck in this like neither here nor there position. Yeah. So how are people going to act? Yeah. So it, people are deputized to like I said before, people are deputized to behave and to 
do things in their own way lah. No, that's the that's the slightly depressing part, right? I just like it makes me feel very sad that we're in such a disadvantaged position it's as pathetic. as a mi- as a minority in Singapore, right? That the only way to respond to what is clearly like a a, a very like you know silly young man making very saying very stupid things on the internet you know saying horrible stupid things on the internet the only way that we can respond to this kind of juvenile behavior is to go we have to test <laughs> we have to trace <laughs> we have to vaccinate we have to <laughs> vaccinate this flur i was not prepared we have to that. inoculate this flur we have to yeah discipline him really we la. have to get the police involved because now it's a police investigation yeah you know I, mean? I mean same with the the other incident that happened with the pride flag I think. Oh, which so, one? So oh, what the, the, the <laughs> yeah, what happened was that someone put up a pride flag. I mean, during pride, they put up a pride flag at their house, right? Mm. And then uh, twice, I think it got torn down. Not once, but twice. Well, not once, but twice. By a neighbor, like, right? By, yeah, yeah. by what they believe is a neighbor. Like, they don't know exactly who I think. I, I don't... I, yeah. Pontianak. <laughs> Maybe lah. Maybe it's yeah, near the a tree lah. She's la. like, hey, it's very colourful ah. It's very gaudy. Blocking my light Blocking my light. Please take it. Take it out. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it got taken down and she was quite affected by it actually. Yeah. And yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. But the police came knocking on the door saying that a complaint had been filed against her. Right. And that perhaps maybe they uh, sh- she might want to take the flag down or, or they advise her like maybe you want to do something about yeah. it. Like, I don't think they were very specific. No, they Please could, go online and check the story no, for yourself. There's no law on the books anywhere that says you can't hang a fucking yeah, I don't think so. flag yeah. at your door. Yeah. It's like... It's, what's interesting to me is that the police got involved at all you know what I mean huh? that like they it's like someone made a complaint right and then they actually honoured the complaint I guess maybe it's because no, it's because, because they protocol, must ma- yeah, yeah. yeah but then part of me just feels right this could have been an email <laughs> <laughs> like most things in life it could have been an email it could have been an email right? it's like so, dear whatever your name is sorry to say but someone complained uh, just saying we are doing this as a matter of protocol yeah because like you know mass lah uh, because due diligence but, but, voila, but you do what you want lah not on the door and then you imagine you open the door and you see policemen standing outside scared right? leh trauma leh very, <laughs> very scared leh trauma leh correct correct as someone who can have police investigation before it's not fun oh, for what lah for the boobs ah uh, for the breasts for the breasts <laughs> for the I don't breast. know if I've ever told this story in the podcast you did you yeah, did okay. yeah. I shall not repeat it don't, but don't. it's like you know the, the state the, the police are fucking frightening because mm. they are like you know they, they wield a lot of power and like authority yeah, you know You don't it, want to get on the bad side lah. No it's also just like The, vis- the, the visual the optics Of opening the door And seeing the police there And, then having, and then having them Attach their presence there To the, the pride, flag. pride flag And what you yeah. What apparently like The gay people represent Again uh, represent represent through that right Scary lah yeah. It's like your Very presence Your very actually, sexuality actually, The thing I don't policed. know Is that worse There than A complaint made against The neighbour For having done I, What they did No but I don't think uh, they know who, who did actually it. did it. So there was. This n- is why, huh? CCTV so the complaint is just like important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. Uh, everybody should just install CCTV. Yeah, go find your cities. Actually, actually, if you're queer in this country, huh? CCTV is your mandatory. Best friend. Yeah, it's like you want. You need to have receipts. It's constantly. right up there with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> with what Luke? <laughs> <laughs> That's rotted. <laughs> It's really why, like, I think we are now living in an age where we just need to be able to produce receipts like that. No, you know? absolutely. And if you, you don't, remember what happened with you remember, are disempowered. Yeah, remember what happened with like small the food. You know, like the yeah, yeah, uncle yeah, the video. Place. Yeah, he he threw the flag at like yeah, the, the people working the, at small. The only, receipt was yeah, right there. The only way we can activate her is to have receipts. So, correct, yeah, correct, correct. It's very important. Go, it's yeah. very important. Please uh, arm yourself with receipts. Correct. Mm. But depressing, ah, uh. it's depressing. depressing. This is the way we. 
This is the only way we can handle these things. If only because we are paralyzed by the law. You know? Yeah. And by paralyzed, I mean we, we cannot act in a decisive way, so we yeah. empower ourselves. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's, I, the more I think about this, the more I feel like. Actually, homophobia huh, in this country. Homophobia? Yeah. Like the state has like recused itself from being actively homophobic. Let's mm. like let let's let's like deal with that for a second, right? Like they say, you know, we're not homophobic. Yeah, we, we value the we value LGBTQ ah, community. Well, we don't enforce the law. We just Correct. live there only because convenient. Uh. You are citizens. Yeah, yeah no like, discrimination. Oh, In fact, you know what we have? We have Ping Dot as oh, a celebration. Very, very, oh, very thank, good, very you. Good, thank you. Thank you so much. But then right, like this idea of deputization like goes quite far in that I feel like it's not high level politicians who are enacting the homophobia is middle managers sure. and men and men and women on the ground. Mm. I've heard constant stories now having worked in the arts of people working in various kinds of agencies, right? Who are just like, you know, policing policing la. in their own small little way, things content. like content. You know, my own shows have been subjected to this process where like it's like it's not even oh, like yeah, high level like um you know decision makers. Uh, it's really like the the middle managers who are like ha- wringing their hands over these kind of things and because scared la, because yeah. they don't know right yeah. because they sit in such ambiguity yeah. because of the law. Correct. And this and you know so this is how it gets passed down. Law the parcel gets passed down and like it's the middle managers who become like enforcers of all kinds. It's not just about queer stuff. It's about you know no. Anything, anything, like race, race yeah. like political positions, all this kind of thing. It's like you know the anxiety. We are basically a country run on the anxiety of middle managers. <laughs> can you imagine if you harness the anxiety of middle managers? I think you can like power HDB flats. Eh? It can. It's can. like solar power. Actually, maybe right. <laughs> it already is. <laughs> This is the clean energy of the future. The this anxiety of middle managers. Yeah, correct. Yeah, just just tap on that. And not just middle managers, lies. Also, just like uh, like the everyday Singapore zealous, Singaporean, uh, yeah. zealous layman. Correct. <laughs> the, what 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 you call foot soldiers? Foot right? soldiers. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's mm. like wow. Auntie staring at you, letter writer. Exactly. You know what I think? It must be so tiring to be to be individuals like that who constantly are in a state of anxiety. Yeah. You know, and not and I think this are this is not real anxiety. This anxiety that they put on themselves or mm. so in many ways, I think this situation where we are run by anxious middle managers and ze- and zealous foot soldiers, actually a lot worse. Of course it is because it's not decisive. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's never going to be as bad as like police entrapment of gay men in cruising areas. You oh, know, like the last n- time. Yeah, right? it's not going to be as bad as like police raiding gay bars in of a course. very active show of violence, right? But I feel this is what is bad in a different way is a kind of like violence is being deputized. Oh. No, but it's like the feeling of it is like it's really hard the difference between like amputation and then being injected with something that works on you slowly from the inside out. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I don't know which is worse. No, I, I agree. You know I, mean? I think that's a very good analogy, actually, because now I think when queer people walk out in the street, they don't know who might actually jump up on them and say, like, certain things, right? Who might take offence to their, their very presence. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, I just dream of, like, I just wonder what would it be like, right, for mm. the queer community to take things into its own hands, right? Like, it's some like, sort of... Because, okay, you think about, like, so this guy goes, this knife boy goes into police into a police investigation whoever, and it's disciplined to the full extent of the law, right? Okay. It's like, you know, how, what kind of rehabilitation is that? Mm. You know, it's like, what's going to happen to him? Yeah, you, you never know. talk to gay people. Or, you know, he might come out even more rapidly homophobic, Maybe, right? maybe, we don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. I think yeah. there has to be a clearer pathway to redemption and rehabilitation. Agree. Right? I feel like the queer community... The punishment must fit the crime. Yeah, and the queer community should step up to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, don't you think it'd be very funny if like every year at Pink Dot, right... <laughs> 
It's like there is a special segment <laughs> where we just like publicly shame like three indiv- the three most homophobic individuals mm. of that year. We just like we put PowerPoint slide right. Uh, here. We say uh, just hand them over to us. We we'll take care of it. Correct. Then they go uh, on stage. Then, what? then we then they say I'm sorry <laughs> no, for no, being homophobic. No. They go on stage and then they're like, my name is so and so, and I am a homophobe. <laughs> And then like this like show plays behind them of like the homophobic things they've Their done past or crimes. Say, uh, maybe it's like the video of the uncle throwing the flag. Yeah, uh, correct, correct, correct. And then like greatest hits, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, And then one, two, three, we all uh, go. Uh, we just, shame, 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 <laughs> shame. Uh, uh, and Quite that, delicious like. uh, okay. mm. And then this is like You know <laughs> It's like You actually should apologise In front of the people That you've heard right And w- No better time than Ping dot lah yeah. When everyone is assembled Yeah And then <laughs> We may or may not Pelt them <laughs> In the grand medieval tradition Of public Humiliation yes. spectacle Yes yes. I mean I feel this would be Actually more fun Than the current form Which is like shaming people on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the same operation, right? <laughs> but imagine doing it IRL. There's some theater the, here. Yeah, la. but then because cool. it's pinked out right at the end, we must all go in for a group hug. <laughs> like we will embrace the flow and go, you are forgiven. You are indeed. Yeah, you are now this year's pinked out ambassador. <laughs> right? It's, this is the full the full redemption arc. <laughs> Tony police. Yeah, let's not, not let's not please take up take us up on this. Yeah, don't not need bad to call leh. police. Let's not you know, uh don't need to get the police involved. Yeah, we police already like, very busy. Yeah, yeah call out kill later. Ask the police to hand him into the custody of Pink Dot. Mm. Ah, just like <laughs> the custody. The custody. Of we will take care, we'll take care. Actually, this kind of thing needs counseling. Or maybe Uga Chaga can counsel homophobes. Uh, Uga Chaga should have a homophobe counseling wing. Yeah. <laughs> not not to say that they aren't busy enough dealing with all the depressed and anxious queer people who need therapy because of like homophobes right? absolutely yeah, but wouldn't it be great if there were a counselling service for homophobes mm, a whole wing yeah. a whole wing well right? done what would that what would that like conversation go like okay so we understand you're a homophobe <laughs> can we talk about why that might be the case yeah correct can I ask a lot of like therapy questions exactly right? so who hurt you as a child yeah and then it just ends off with like a fast pass into like pink dot ah, center pink, stage yeah, ca- <laughs> Right, there's, there must be there must be a through line, right? Yeah, Between, there must be. Uh, Uga Chaga, homophobic counseling, and Pink Dot Ambassador. That's right. Actually, I think, huh, <laughs> Pink Dot Ambassador is very interesting. We don't need pretty please all this. No, we actually need reform homophobes. Yeah. We don't need people who are just like, yeah, it's actually, I used to be a homophobe. Now I've been shamed into <laughs> it, becoming an ally. <laughs> You know, looking back at everything we've talked about today and the whole month, and you know, just generally life in Singapore. Very stressed. This red dot is the best place to be, right? But it like, really is. Yeah, but you know, we thought we'd create a kind of guided meditation for homophobic people. Mm. So, you know, as a resource to in help. Case like, la. uh, to put good vibes out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you, you know, you run across like a homophobe in your life and you just really want to reach out to them. You want to help them. You want to help them, right? Yeah. To find a place of kind of mindfulness and release. Yeah. We've created the following guided meditation tape specifically specifically for the homophobe for homophobic people mm. yeah we hope you enjoy yeah we hope you enjoy I hope it. you find some peace with this mm, and if you're a homophobe listening to it uh, you're welcome
You are in a safe space. If you find the term safe space upsetting, imagine that you are in a football field or a cathedral. You have been called a homophobe. That must really hurt. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Are you upset? Angry? Confused? Titillated? Hold on to that feeling. Inhale the feelings. Let it fill you up. All the rage, all the disgust, all the confusion. Let it build and build and build, and then let it out in a giant fart. <laughs> Imagine that you've just been douched of your homophobic tendencies. Fart every little particle of hate out of your body. That's the last of it. You are now an empty vessel, ready to receive new ideas. The next time you think about LGBTQ people, recite these mantras. It's none of your business. Nobody asked. Don't like. Don't see. Hey, uncle, sit down. Hey, auntie, no need. Clarissa. You have better things to do, Kevin. Log off the internet. There is no gay agenda. Nobody is trying to molest you. It is okay to wear pink. Balcony, you look into the big blue sky, and you think the world is much too big and beautiful for you to be a small, sad, hateful, cantankerous piece of shit. You look into the sky. You see the birds. You hear them go.
one of the birds turns to you and has a final message for you. We have to test, we have to trace, we have to fascinate. Hmm, some must clear air. One more round, one more round. Some really a lot, lah. Oh. Ah. <sighs> Not just another episode, our fiftieth, our fiftieth episode, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it's the final episode, season two, lem. I never thought I would have season two of anything in my life. <laughs> Like, when we tired, we're like, uh, like one season like, is finished. Yeah, truly, we need. We're gonna take some time to R and R. Really, lah. Like, in touch with our energy. Correct. You know? mm, it's cancer season. We need it's, a break. Yeah, we need a break. It's just we've just been feeling too fucking much. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> two cancers in cancer season. Cannot, oh my god. Like, I don't know how you guys deal with listening to two cancers go on and on and That's on. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. We'll be gone for maybe a month or so. Uh, maybe a I month. I think you expect us back just around that special. Time of year, yeah, the one where all Singaporeans called, are yeah, rejoicing. It's, like, it's mm. called uh, National Day. National Day. Ba, 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 yeah, look out for a special. Yeah, we, mm. we promise a special. Scully don't have anything special. Uh, yeah, we just say only lah. Mm. <laughs> or Scully, something very urgent happened. Then we release an episode next. We'll week, come la. back we'll, whenever we come back. Yeah, la. you know what? We'll 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 come back whenever we want to. Yeah. Bitch. In the meantime, mm. if you haven't, please subscribe mm. to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or wherever it is you're listening to us. Yeah, don't know where our yeah, voice I don't know, travels. I don't know where it travels this shriek must travel very far. Yeah, surely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, to get updates and to like interact with us. We also have an Instagram account. Yeah, it is at T42 Podcast on Instagram. Very easy one. Very easy send member. Send us hate, send us love, send us apathy. Whatever. We'll <laughs> we receive it all we with gratitude. All. We, we need everything. All. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, correct, and you know, if you wanna, you know, Stay engaged During the break You know Just keep spamming Sheng Xiong Supermarket mm. Or better still The, the BBC. BBC Also you can know, We would love Some of that BBC goodness mm. Mm. Delish, delish. We, we heard it tastes delicious <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a ginger snap ah, Ooh mm. <laughs> Alright, I think like that is truly all from us this mm. week and this season. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling sad now. Me too, I feel a little oh, bit emotional. A little bit emotional. A bit emotional. So glad to have you on board all this yeah. time. I'm just so excited for about joining our us next all season. the time. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. This has been Joel signing off. And this is Kishan. Bye bye.